welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Imagine your frustrated four-year-old calming his anger with a special balloon breath. What if your seven-year-old's own heart could teach her how to love herself no matter what? Picture your fourth grader visualizing an ice blue pillow to cool his hot headaches. Or your worried 11-year-old improving her concentration by consulting a personal wizard to assist with homework. I'm always really thrilled to bring forward wonderful new books and specialists that can help us understand and better assist our children. Because empowered, healthy adults are, are more easily found if we can start off having empowered, healthy children. My guest today is Dr. Charlotte Resnick, and she has just released the book, The Power of Your Child's Imagination, How to Transform Stress and Anxiety into Joy and Success. She has pioneered therapeutic interventions with a wide spectrum of children. She has created additional support CDs that you can also find on her website that are just wonderful, and I have thoroughly enjoyed this book and actually used a couple of the tools that you will hear about throughout the show on my own 8-year-old son. So I'd like to welcome Dr. Resnick to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be speaking with you. It, it is really important to understand our children and to allow ourselves to access tools to really support them. And one thing that I recognized in reading through your book is although it is geared in helping adults support their children, there is a lot that adults can glean from this book. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. They could use the tools themselves and they can adapt it to their own life issues for sure. And, and that's something that I think is very powerful for a lot of people uh, when they're reading a book is to be able to not just understand it and support people, but to integrate it in their own lives. I'd like for our listeners to understand kind of how you got into the work of imagery, how this really started, and you, you have a scenario of, of just finishing your training and being assigned to an inner city school. Will you talk a little more about that? Sure. It was a desperate situation. The kids were in really bad shape. They were depressed. They were angry. They were worried. They didn't have as much parent support as we'd like them to have. And regular traditional counseling techniques weren't going to touch them. I needed to find something that would really touch their heart and touch their soul. And I discovered just using the imagination from just going to a conference where I was at and they had us, um, they were talking about a wonderful program in a school where they were using guided visualizations to help kids do better in school and reduce the behavioral referrals. And I had a personal experience in that they had us draw a picture, and mine was no big deal. But then they led us through a guided meditation where they used very evocative language, and then they had us draw again. And for me, there was such a big difference, and I saw, wait a second, this is, there's something going on here that really has changed the way I view just a, a, a picture. And so I started to just explore and learn whatever I could about imagery uh, meditation. I had my own meditation practice starting and found everyone who was in the field and started adapting it to the kids that I was working with. Well, and you wrote also that, that when you initially met these kids, 
that there was a bit of a disconnect for you um, because you couldn't really uh, connect to where they were coming from. Some of them had experienced really horrible situations, and to find that link with one another uh, was challenging. So imagery is something that across the board, no matter what the condition or circumstance a person comes from, there's a part of them that will link to it. Yes, because we're, we're, we're bypassing a lot of intellectual thought. We're going right to the intuition. We're going right to the pictures that we create in our mind. We're going right to the heart. And that's how I connected with the kids, from a heart-to-heart basis. So does imagery sometimes go beyond even conventional therapy? I think it does. I think it does, of course, because we're, we're learning to connect with the child's uh, unconscious in a way. It's like working with waking dreams because you're using the pictures that they're creating just the same way you might use dreams, and that comes from a very deep part of our unconscious. Well, and I think so often we want to fix situations. I know that, you know, if, if my child is having a situation in his own life, uh, uh, you know, this past week, let's say it was, you know, in regard to schoolwork and not wanting to do it or not understanding why certain grades are considered better than other grades and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Are there ways for imagery to actually support those types of issues, of fears, um, any kind of situation that you're dealing with? Or of is this course. something that's just really for children in, in more dire situations? No, no. I found it across the board because I've worked with all kinds of kids, kids that were really in difficult situations and just happy, regular kids. So you could use it for performance enhancement like they've been doing with sports teams for many, many years. So I find, personally, any problem I could adapt because... What we're doing is we're teaching the kids to go inside and find their own answers and use their resources through the power of their own imagination. And I've just done it with some simple, simple tools that we just gather, and you could pick and choose what works in, diff- in different situations. For example, that first balloon breath, which is basic deep breathing into your belly, that calms physiologically. It will calm your body down so your child will have more of a chance to respond to a situation rather than just react. And then we go from there. And, and you do talk about nine specific tools that I would like to go into in a little more detail. Mm-hmm. But one thing as I was reading through the book that I found was this would also be a method that would really spur a lot of conversation. You know, with the Internet, with computers, with video games, there seems to be less communication that's going on within families. And a lot of children do shut down a little faster perhaps because of all that extra stimuli that's out there. So this is also a way that we can start to communicate with our kids in a deeper way. It's a beautiful way to do that. And it creates a balance between all that stimulation on the outside because the Internet and video games are not going away. But if we could teach our kids to create a balance in their life, I tell kids as much as there is outside, as much stimulation, there's that much inside and more when they turn inward. And all they have to do is settle down, close their eyes, and ask, ask for assistance or ask for help. But it definitely has brought families together. I, I work a lot sometimes with the whole family doing um, these imageries or using their imagination tools together, and it really helps connect them. Even the simple way, like little, little ones who are afraid to leave their moms when they go off to school, I just have them imagine sending love from their heart to their mom's heart on a beam of light. What color would it be? And then I have moms send a love back, and they're connected. It's almost like they could 
feel that connection, and it makes them feel safer, so they're able to go a little further. And they'll practice in my office. They'll practice at home in different rooms, so they'll feel confident in that, that that connection is there. Well, it seems to me also that children probably, once they're introduced to some of these different tools, they probably adapt very quickly and actually find them fun. It, it may actually be the adults that um, have to relearn how to use that creative side and how to, to start working with those tools that, that might be a little more challenging. Right. I, I find, actually, I find it, go, it runs the gamut. Some kids are already shut down by the time I see them at four, and some adults are very open when they're older. So in general, we, we might say that, but there's, there's a wide range. And it's really fun to watch people just flower as they get back in touch with their own wisdom, both the parents and the child. And you were talking just a little earlier about bringing families closer. One of the imageries I practice with with families is to bring the family together in a circle and send love to each other. It you know it might sound corny, but sometimes you, that's what you need. Well, and it, you know a lot of people take that for granted that you know well love exists in my home or my children know that that I love them and they know that I'm proud of them, but. Sometimes they need to know it in a stronger way. Sometimes it needs to be verbal. And, and in this case, probably the imagery is, is something that actually embeds in the memory. Yes. It goes very deep inside. And speaking about love, that's one of the first things I want kids to learn is to learn to love and appreciate and respect themselves because that helps them form a basis for appreciating and respecting others. And that can influence their behavior. Before we get into the, the list of tools, you have a top ten list of what kids most want and need from their parents. Yes. Yes, and I've gathered it just over the years because um, <laughs> kids tell me exactly what they need. And one of the first things they want from their parents is patience, patience and understanding, because things take time. I mean, we want kids to change and, and you know, take the right steps right away, and sometimes it takes longer than we like. And if parents could just be patient and understand, that really helps. And just listen to the kids. Like you, you mentioned, we want as parents to fix the problem, but sometimes our kids don't want us to fix any problems. They want us just to understand and listen to their problems and really listen. And you can ask your child, what do you want? Do you want some feedback? Do you want me to just listen? And just listen to them. And also what's so important is soft voices. Kids tell me this, the second thing they're terrified of is when their parents scream at them. The first is being hit. But it seems like when parents are frustrated, which happens, and they yell, the important words they're trying to say don't get across. The kids just hear the yelling. So the message isn't going, getting because across. Because the tone is what you hear. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it, it actually does create more of a fear and, right. and more of a, a, an emotional response to hear a certain tone, no matter what the word is. Exactly. And some dads have trouble because they have a naturally deep voice. And so when they raise their voice a little, it becomes very powerful and scary to kids. So just, you know, as I tell kids, need times out. Sometimes parents do. Go get a drink of water just to break the cycle of the intensity so they can come back and say what they want to say in a calmer way so their kids can hear it because that's important. And so often as adults, we tend to raise our kids the way our parents raised us. And, and many times they need 
only simple love, patience, understanding, support, structure, many of the the things that Dr. Resnick speaks of in her latest book, The Power of Your Child's Imagination, How to Transform Stress and Anxiety into Joy and Success. You can also find additional support CDs, different guided meditations, and a whole host of, of CDs and DVDs type material on her website, imageryforkids.com. That's imageryforkids.com. Her audio programs, Discovering Your Special Place and Creating a Magical Garden and Healing Pond, Soothe and Guide the Journeys to Inner Peace, and have been listened to and loved by young children, adolescents, and adults alike. We'll be right back with Dr. Charlotte Resnick, and we'll understand what the nine core tools are. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444... People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. 
Welcome back. I am thrilled to announce that 1111 Magazine, as of the September-October issue, is now nationwide in Barnes & Noble. We're very excited and uh, look forward to releasing the next issue, which is November-December. We've got some amazing articles by Debbie Ford, Greg Braden, Dr. Zigong Shaw. So definitely go out and pick up a copy of 1111 today. The challenges of growing up in today's rapidly changing society are enormous. Children need to be equipped with skills for survival and growth that were never imagined before. Dr. Charlotte Resnick focuses on teaching children and adolescents self-healing and self-control techniques that empower them to realize their potential throughout their lifetime. Through her latest book, The Power of Your Child's Imagination, she also supports parents, adults, and practitioners in understanding ways of imagery through nine tools that can support children in opening up, being empowered, and living healthier lives. She has dedicated her life to helping children, adolescents, parents, and professionals and is a nationally recognized child and educational psychologist. She was honored with the Dissertation of the Year for her work on the effects of parental divorce on adolescents. Dr. Resnick, we were talking about the top ten list of what kids most want and need from their parents, and you mentioned patience and understanding and listening, and you finished with soft voices. Yes, at the end of the last segment, what are some of the other top tens? You know, kids tell me that they really like structure and consistency. They like to know what their parents expect of them, and they like their parents to be consistent, not change on the drop of a hat. It's important to be flexible, but you want to be pretty consistent. And um, they really appreciate that. So what I tell parents is, if you could take care of yourself, the best thing you could do for your child is is you know, be healthy and take good care of yourself because it will roll off on them. Well, par- for children, parents are their anchor. They, yeah. they are the, the stabilizer. And so if, if we keep shifting the anchor around, kids are, are going to feel a little bit lost. And they're the role model because they learn from what you do rather than what you say. Most that, definitely. Sure. So, so you have to really be your best person for them. And we mentioned love a little bit earlier, and love is a big, big word. It's a big feeling, and also it's love is like, mm, it's a verb, too. You have to show your love all the time. I remember one mom, I, I, was, at a, I was doing a training, and she went back to her, her dad who never told her he loved her. And um, she was having this imaginary conversation with him after he passed on, and he did say he loved her. And she realized how important it was to tell her kids that she loved them every day and to show it. You know, and I think love is probably one of the most misunderstood words mm-hmm. in, in our language mm-hmm. because many people don't truly have a concept of what it is to them and how to express that. So as someone, you know, reads through your book and, and gets a, a, a good knowledge of what these top tens are and what the tools are to support their children and themselves, it's a way of, of redefining what some of these terms are and integrating them into their life so that not only are you teaching by example, but you're recreating in your own life what perhaps you didn't have. Right, right. Because as, as we said earlier, we don't always have the best role models growing up. It doesn't mean you have to continue a cycle of hurt. And parents don't have manuals. They just have what their parents did, and they could just say, mm, it's not working, don't want to do that. So you could create. They can imagine the kind of family they want to have, and I'll do that with with kids and their parents, I'll have them just close their eyes and imagine, how would you like things to be at home? And then they can move from where they are now, maybe there's a lot of fighting, maybe there's a lot of discontent, to where they want to go, and they could take 
step by step how to get there. And then you talk about freedom mm-hmm. as being something that kids really want, freedom connected to responsibility. Actually. You know, as soon as the umbilical cord is cut, that's when the freedom starts. You have to start letting go and letting go. Otherwise, it's going to really hit you over the head big time when they're teenagers. But with freedom, has to have responsibility. It's like when you're little, if you go out and play with your friend, you have to be back from dinner. If you borrow the car, you have to be back at a certain time. And, and really be consistent on following that through because it serves the kids well to learn that responsibility with the freedom. Very important. And, and what about family? You know, it's, it's been written so many places that it takes a village to raise a child. I say it also takes a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> but you really do need family and you need extended family and you need friends that are feel like family because you need a lot of support. This is a tough job. It really is. Every parent knows that. It's a 24-hour-a-day job, and you really need all the support you can get. And there's lots of support out there, whether if you don't have family close by, you, you have friends, there are support, even through the Internet, there are support, there's support groups. So whatever you could use, get yourself support, and that really helps the kids also. Well, I've always believed that children come into our lives to help us heal our own old mm-hmm. wounds. Mm-hmm. And I think children also come into our lives to bond society together, to help us unite. Mm-hmm. And, and if we would recognize that, that our friends and our extended families are really there to be supports, that it will be so uh, wonderful for the children that we're trying to raise. Oh, absolutely. And I know a lot of kids that maybe they have different issues with family members, but they had a mentor. They had a, a, a family friend that really meant the world to them and changed their life just by being there. Well, those are definitely, uh, it's a powerful list, and I think each individual that's listening could implement those into their lives in an even greater way, even if they've already got them uh, implemented. It can always go deeper. And find find some of their own, like someone said, honesty, that's a big one, too. Absolutely. Now, you talk about nine core tools. Do these tools build upon each other, or are they are they ones that we can just pick at random? Yes and no. Yes, <laughs> the idea is they build upon each other, and some of them you could pick at random, like the balloon breath. It's a wonderful type of breathing that you could use any time. Well, it's a foundation, but it also could be used in many situations just by itself. And that's that breathing two to three inches below your belly button. And with little kids, you might have them lie down and put a little baby stuff down on them so they could actually see the, their belly going up and down. And you could practice first. I, I suggest the parents practice first and then have their child put their hand on their parent's belly so they could feel it going in and out because generally we lose that kind of breathing. It's, it's the way babies breathe, but we lose it as we grow older. We're, we're breathing shallow into our, of our chest, and when we're upset and frustrated, you know, you just tighten down. So if you change and start to breathe down, lower down, it just calms everything down. It lowers your blood pressure. It's just it's a basic form of meditation. It'll help you focus. And I have a girl who just started, she has a little alarm on her watch, you know, kind of a vibration, and she set it for recess, lunchtime, and after school, and she practices her bloom breath at those times to help her balance throughout the day. So it's a wonderful standalone tool, and it's also the beginning of going inside. And you, as you say that, our children are a lot stronger and a lot wiser than sometimes we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. And they probably naturally 
will start to recognize when they need some of these tools on their own. Yes, yes. I mean, kids, little boys will tell me, ah, helps me calm down so I don't get so mad, not so mad at my sister, or didn't want to punch her out, or on on the yard when they're having trouble with friends, really helps them to just stay calm and not lose it. Now, when we're starting in with some of these tools, let's say we have, you know, our family, two or three kids, and we're wanting to introduce this into the family, is there some sort of preparation before we just start to bring all of this in? Sure, sure. You want to you wanna find out what's important to them in the moment. I mean, you know your kids pretty well, but what do they want to work on? Do they want to do better sports? Do they want to have more friends? And so you, you find out where you're going to get a yes answer because... Whatever they tell you yes to, that's where you start. It's like, okay, great. I'm really going to help you be a better speller. This, this, these tools are really going to help you. It's going to help you be a better sportsman. That's really powerful because we need to connect to what they want, mm-hmm. not what we want for them. And then we can slowly move into what we want, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. But people tend to do what they really want to do first. Yeah. And in a way, that's how we can help them buy into how some of these tools work for them. Absolutely. That's mm-hmm. excellent. So tell me about another tool. So the next step is to find a special place inside you, a place that you feel safe and loved, and you create it in your own imagination. I have the kids walk down their path and open the door, and they could be inside or outside. Whatever makes them feel good, because we want them to feel safe. And I, I bring something in where... Whoever walks through the door loves and accepts you just the way you are because that helps them, protects them against any fights they have with their brother or sister or parents. They could still have, you know, them in their special place if they want. Or they could be on their own, but this is the place where they're going to be doing their inner work. And it's also a place where they could take a little mini vacation from stress. So, like, if they're having trouble doing their homework, they could just do their balloon breath and go to their special place for a few minutes, balance themselves, feel a little bit better, a little bit happier, and come back and, f- and focus. And, and this, is, this is a place that is always special and sacred to them. It's, it's a place that's very safe, that mm-hmm. um, they can support themselves in any way that they want. Exactly. And you have created, actually, some CDs that can assist parents if, if they're not quite sure how to bring some of these things into place, you've created some CDs that will help with that. Exactly. So there's some uh, imageries in the book, and there's some separate long imageries in CDs if they'd like, whatever they're comfortable with. And I'm speaking with Dr. Charlotte Resnick. Her website is imageryforkids.com. Her latest release that came out in August and has hit the Los Angeles bestseller list is The Power of Your Child's Imagination. You can also get the companion CD set to support you in implementing these wonderful tools into your family's life so that they can be empowered, healthy, and positive adults. We'll be right back with Dr. Charlotte Resnick. Be Extraordinary Seventh Wave Network Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444 
People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Are you looking for Life's Balance? Look no further than 7th Wave Network. We're bringing you Life's Balance with Shaman M. Let Melody McBride take you on a unique listening experience. You'll explore the world of alternative health. Learn about the many facets of healing. Preventative lifestyles from children to seniors will be discussed on the show. Listen for Life's Balance with Shaman M. Broadcast live every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. It's the healthy side of life. Let peace and balance be yours. The results indicate your child has neuroblastoma. There's evidence of metastasis. We need to schedule a bone we'll need to perform a surgical biopsy. After you hear your child has cancer, chances are you don't hear anything else. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. At believesc.com, we are honored to have Gloria Karpinski, author of Where Two Worlds Touch and Barefoot on Holy Ground, the first weekend in December for a weekend-long workshop on mystical Christianity. If you are interested in attending or would like more information, you can go to www.believesc.com. That's believesc.com. I am here with Dr. Charlotte Resnick, author of The Power of Your Child's Imagination that has just gone to the Los Angeles Times bestseller list. It's an amazing book filled with treasures, tools that are just treasures to support yourself and your child in having techniques that will help you reach those places of empowerment and positivity that you're looking for. For over 20 years, Dr. Resnick has pioneered therapeutic interventions with a wide spectrum of children. She responds to an unerring intuition to children's diverse needs and is best known for creating imagery for kids, breakthrough for learning, creativity, and empowerment. The highly insightful program of guided and interactive imagery is enhanced by music, relaxation techniques, drawing, and journal writing. You can find a lot of her CDs and different materials, including free articles and blogs, on her website, imageryforkids.com. And if you are a teacher or a practitioner and would like to attend a training or a workshop, you can also access that information 
on her website, imageryforkids.com. Dr. Resnick, we were talking about some of the tools, and we spoke about balloon breath, and we also spoke about creating a special place. You, your third tool is meeting a wise animal friend. Right. We want like fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to bring in inner advisors. We want to bring in inner guides. And so for kids, it's easy to imagine animal friends. Actually, adults love animal friends, too. And the idea is that we're accessing a little bit of the unconscious, a little bit of the intuition. And so animal friend is the first guide. And it could be a power animal. It could be an animal that's similar and has the same scared feelings, like some girl who was afraid of crossing the street, had a rabbit as her animal friend. The idea is the animal friend is a protector and helps you with different problems. Um, one little girl I'm thinking of had trouble sleeping, and she called, she asked for an animal friend, and a beautiful white unicorn showed up, Miss Emerald, with emerald green eyes. And the, she asked the animal friend, how can I help? What can you help me with? And the animal friend gave her a gift, which is another tool. And the gift that animal friend gave her, the unicorn gave her, was some sleeping potion that she's supposed to sprinkle over herself, sleeping powder in a beautiful perfume jar, and she's supposed to sleep, sprinkle it on herself at night and say to herself, falling asleep. And that really helped her go to sleep. Just amazing, just that simple thing. And it came from her rather than from someone else. Or maybe we'll get a wizard. Sometimes you need something more powerful. One boy who was having trouble spelling, he had like 27 words wrong in a paragraph dictation. He called in a spelling wizard, and that spelling wizard cleaned his brain out and got it all shiny and ready to learn. It helped him remember the spelling words. So week by week, his performance improved, and by a couple of months, two or three months, he was down to only three or four errors in the paragraph, and that was a big jump from 27. That's just wonderful because so much of what we create in our lives is based on belief systems or the way we have allowed ourselves to feel based on our exterior environment. And this is a way that they can reach inside and really empower themselves, but in a way that they can carry it forward throughout their lifetime. It's, it's kind of like, and I think you actually have it somewhere in the book, it's kind of like the, the, the people. Do you teach them to fish or do you give them the fish? Right, exactly. And that's what the tools are. They're tools for life. Now, some people would say, you know, well, my kid, you know, makes up stuff all the time, and, and, you know, they're always talking about these imaginary creatures and this, that, and I don't want my child, you know, doing that. This is a serious world, and, and we need to grow up. How, how does a parent with that type of uh, belief system, how can they best support themselves in, in opening up to imagery in, in a more creative way. Well, think about it this way. We are imagining all day long. We have, what, 40, 80,000 different thoughts a day. And each of many of those are images because when we think, we create pictures in our mind. So we're doing it naturally. Why not take a positive spin on it and harness it in a way that could be productive for ourselves? Most definitely, I like that, just to, to reframe the way that we view things and, and really put it with a positive spin. Sure, even for the, the, the mother who's very serious and wants her child to be, do well in school, I might start, okay, I ask kids, what grade do you want to get on your math test or your social studies test? Oh, an 85. Really? Just an 85? Oh, I guess I really want a 94. Okay, close your eyes. Imagine the 94 on the test. 
Imagine it coming back. Imagine your teacher smiling as she gives it to you. Imagine how you feel. Imagine what your parents say. And the idea is not that it's magic, but that when you see that 94 and you keep picturing it in your mind's eye, you do the work to get yourself there. Well, and many great athletes, a lot of Olympic athletes do that when they are performance training. They literally envision themselves crossing the finish line. And there have been studies that prove that people that use that type of imagery more often reach those goals than people that don't, even if they've trained the same. Yes, absolutely. I was thinking of Michael Phelps who won eight gold medals, you know, the impossible eight gold medals at the last Olympics. And he said, when everyone said it couldn't be done, all it took was a little imagination. That is powerful. That is very, very powerful. So we have balloon breath, special place, a wise animal friend, and a personal wizard. I can definitely use all four of those. Yes. What else is there? <laughs> and then you, sometimes you might just have wise people because the wizard is like a very wise person, but magical. And so some, sometimes you might have someone that, is that crossed over, like a grandmother comes back or a grandfather. You close your eyes and you ask for someone to help, and uh, you imagine your parent that, that's already died, and they talk to you. And that's fine, because it's coming from your heart. You're connecting from your heart. Then you want to get gifts from these guides, as I mentioned, the, the gift of the sleep potion. But they also could be gifts of words, of thought, of caring. It doesn't have to be a physical gift that you imagine. It's whatever works for you. One girl um, was, had a lot of anger kind of toward teenage years, and she said she had a red bull in her knee that she imagined. And her gift was a filter that she kept in her neck that could filter out the, the angry words and calm it down a little bit so her red bull could be a little bit calmer. Mm. Where does uh, trust play in all of this? Trust is important. Trust is big because, one, you're learning to trust yourself. You're learning to trust your own thoughts, your own intuition, your own feelings. And it's kind of like when you walk down the street and if it doesn't feel good, you trust, you just walk away, you walk in another direction. Well, I think it's it's really important that we are even thinking in the direction of helping people, helping children connect to inner guides or their intuition because there are many people that that I have come across that have said, you know, I, I, I wish I just knew things sometimes. I wish I could connect or, or just have that knowing or, or mm-hmm. you know, be very sure about something. And for many of us, and, and perhaps it comes from childhood and being shut down, we've lost that connection to our intuition, and we have to reclaim that, and we go through workshops and processes and therapies to reclaim that connection to ourselves. So this is a way that right from the beginning right. we can teach these kids this is something you have inherent within you. Mm-hmm. Don't let go of it. Enhance it. Use it. It's yours. It's sacred. Exactly. And that's why I go on to another tool of checking in with your heart and belly, your heart feelings, your gut feelings. There's some research that shows that in our gut, lining of our gut, we have cells that are similar to some brain cells and similar information about the heart. So I respect the intellect. I respect the mind, but I also respect the wisdom of the heart and the wisdom of your gut feelings. I want to teach the children to connect all of them to really have a very powerful response. 
in in your work with different kids, do you find that they naturally, if they're talking about something, they'll use the words "I feel" as opposed to the words "I think"? As we get older, do we switch over to the "I think" because I we disconnect you, to the heart? Kids that come see me, they use "I think" a lot. And is that because they've disconnected from that heart? And yeah, belly? and also, also they don't have the example at home because I'll ask parents, "Do you talk about feelings at home?" And they don't often talk about feelings. They don't talk about situations in the feeling mind as much as maybe they would like to. And so it's just that tweaking, just tweaking a little bit how things are at home. Because that goes back to, again, being the role model. And even this, I've worked with a child as young as three, and we, so he could learn about talking about his feelings. And we did a big tracing of his body on butcher block paper. We just laid them down on the floor. And then what we did was start simple at age three or three and a half. Okay, where do you keep your happy feelings? What color are they? What shape are they? Where do you keep your upset feelings, your mad feelings? You want to use whatever language the child is familiar with. And then what happens, where do you keep your feelings of love? And then what happens when you breathe in the color of the happy feelings to the sad or the upset feelings? Which are other tools we use which is talking to, I call it talking to toes and other body parts because we keep feelings in different parts of our body and using color to heal. And, and that's so important because when we do have an emotion, whether it is joy or whether it is sadness or whether it is guilt, we will feel it in our bodies. Our bodies know that. And so to teach these kids to stay connected to their body helps, will help them to identify. It, we, we not only feel it in our body, but it affects our health. Because I see so many kids that are referred by their pediatricians that come in with headaches and stomach aches and ticks, and all from stress, all from upset feelings, angry feelings. It affects our body. So when we when they learn to get in touch with these feelings, they're they could release the pain more easily. I am with Dr. Charlotte Resnick, author of The Power of Your Child's Imagination. We are going through some amazing tools that she writes about in her book and also has CDs that support The Balloon Breath, Discovering a Special Place, Wise Animal Friends, Personal Wizards, Inner Guides, Checking In with the Heart and the Belly. There are numerous support tools on her website, imageryforkids.com, so I urge you to visit that. You can also find out about lectures and training and access free articles and her blog. We'll be right back with Dr. Charlotte Resnick, and we will learn the last three tools. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Just what is SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA specifically prepares you for the workforce. SkillsUSA empowers students to connect with a network of people. SkillsUSA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. SkillsUSA Find out more on the web at skillsusa.org. 
Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. To access additional teachers, tools, and philosophies, order a subscription to 1111 Magazine. It is our publication that has just been released into Barnes & Noble nationally. We do send subscriptions worldwide. We have subscribers from all over North America and are now receiving subscriptions from as far away as Australia and Europe. So wherever you are, we are happy to get 1111 Magazine to you. I am here today with Dr. Charlotte Resnick. She is a nationally recognized child and educational psychologist and associate clinical professor of psychology at UCLA. She has a blog on psychology today and has just released the book, The Power of Your Child's Imagination, which has gone to the Los Angeles Times bestseller list. In addition, on her website, imageryforkids.com, you can access numerous CDs, guided meditations, and support tools, along with a companion CD set to the book, The Power of Your Child's Imagination. Dr. Resnick, we went through several of the tools, and I think the last one that you mentioned were talking to toes and using color. Yes, yes. And I'm thinking about another, um, a y- another young woman I work with, girl, and she was feeling a lot of stress from her sibling. And, you know, the sibling rivalry is really big. <laughs> the kids have seen there's so much jealousy, and it's just normal attention getting. But she was feeling, she was supposed to be the good big sister. And when I asked her what she was feeling, she looked inside and she felt pressure locks all over her body. She actually pictured locks on her shoulders and her feet, her ankles, and her wrists. And so she... We wanted to talk to these parts of her body where her locks were. And I asked, what could help release them? And she called in for help. And an animal friend, a squirrel, showed up. And 
he had the key to releasing the locks to that pressure. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. That's very powerful. What does stress do to kids, and where do they get it? Is it coming from us, the adults, or the big people putting our stress on the kids? It comes from the big people, the little people, and inside the little people. <laughs> it's all over. First of all, there's so much that we're doing today. It's not like life was is tougher today than before. I think it's always been hard. So I'm just seeing there's so much schoolwork they have to do. There's so much information. There's competition with other kids to do better at school, in sports, to have friends, other siblings, parental expectations, their own expectations. It's all over the place. And some stress is good. A little bit of stress helps us move along. But when it becomes big, it really affects the body. It makes our immune system not function as well. It makes our digestion not function as well. It shuts down a lot of important processes. And it does wind up in adults creating big illnesses and kids creating smaller illnesses. And that's where we get all this tiredness, headaches, ticks, all kinds of all kinds of worries like that. I mean, one little boy said he felt like there were cannonballs being you know knocking on the top of his head when he was getting a headache, or else it was felt like a vice just pressing his head together. So what we did was we called in a helper, and he imagined the SWAT team coming down, dropping Tylenol into his brain to relieve the the headache. <laughs> <laughs> and and so we had to see if the SWAT team could come and help without the Tylenol so he could receive some help that way. Or another boy was afraid. He was afraid his mother would not pick him up, and he had worry and fear lurking in his body, in his stomach, and he'd get, like, terrible pains in his stomach. Even though his mom was always there on time to pick him up, he was still afraid. Sometimes... We know where fears come from, and sometimes we don't know. And they're probably, I mean, for this book I think would be so powerfully helpful for even the simplest of things that parents experience with their children, like the fear of the boogeyman or, like you said, fear of abandonment or even the fear of a needle going to the pediatrician's office, not to mention what we're experiencing in our world at times. You know, if they see images of terrorism or earthquakes or Mm -hmm. those types of things. So utilizing these tools and helping children to come up with the imagery and the solutions through that imagery will help to absolve them of some of these fears. Yes. One girl was afraid that people were going to break into her house even though they had an alarm system on, but she was sure somebody was going to break in. So she created this wonderful um, kind of magical dragon, white large dragon that protected her bed and a tiger at the door protecting the door, and then she was worried about her parents and her brother. So she put the dragon's family members, cousins, protecting them, and it just made her feel better. And she was quite aware that there was this magical, mystical world and there was, like, the real world. But since her fears came from this other world that wasn't really real, she was able to use both to help herself. Now, what about things, uh, you know, we have beliefs that come into our mind, and whether it's from stress or whether it's from an experience that occurs, there may be children that have the thought, I hate myself, or my life is awful, Mm -hmm. or they may combat their parent from saying, you know, that's not my job, I shouldn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. How do we use these tools to support changing those types of things? They're wonderful to help create 
a positive way of dealing with problems. Like one girl was afraid nobody would play with her and she felt she hated herself. She's not good enough. Nobody wants to play with herself. So she imagined a wizard who came along and gave her a beautiful wizard. It was a young wizard who gave her, actually she thought of crystals, a star crystal was one of them, to help her feel like a star, even though others might not treat her like one, and a heart crystal to love herself and to love her friends, even when they were giving her a hard time. And for her, they were very meaningful. And sometimes I'll give the kids a little heart, a little glass red heart, so that they could use it as a touchstone to remember to love themselves. Well, in so much of our life, it's not so much even the experiences we're having, but the perspective of our experience. Exactly. So is this allowing them to change the perspective? Exactly. Exactly. Because I had one boy who was having trouble with friends at school, and he was imagining playing nicely, imagining kids coming over to him and asking him to play. And that built up his confidence that when he went to school, he was able to be more friendly. It it seems like that if someone wanted to really support their children in, in changing many of the things that are affecting their life, that this would be a beautiful place to not only start but to use as a guide throughout their adolescent years, even into adulthood, and yes. to help their even their children. How do parents put these tools to work? How do they truly integrate them beyond reading the book? They just start. They just, you know, follow my lead. I give a lot of suggestions, and as we're talking, just start. Don't be afraid. Don't worry about being wrong or right or just start doing it. Start doing it for yourself. You could start by asking the simple question, like if things are tough at home and people are fighting with each other, hey, this isn't working. How would you like it to be? How would you like things to be around the dinner table? How would you like to get along? And you'll get a lot of positive thoughts from the kids. Okay, how do we get there? Let's bring in, let's imagine the smartest person you know. Let's imagine the most helpful person you know and bring them in and see what they say. Well, I want to thank you, Dr. Charlotte Resnick, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. I think the wisdom that you're bringing forward in your book is something that can not only help our children, but actually help the little inner child within all of us also uncover what we need through the imagery that you're speaking about. Dr. Charlotte Resnick has dedicated her life to helping children, adolescents, parents, and professionals. Go to her website, imageryforkids.com. Order her book, The Power of Your Child's Imagination, and the companion CDs, and peruse the m- many of the other offerings that she has on her website. You can also read her blog at Psychology Today. I am very grateful to have you on the show, and next week my guest will be John English, and we're going to speak on relationships. I look forward to speaking with you next week. Until then, be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.